In a world where the only notable films from the last 10 years were Twilight and Slumdog Millionaire, where there is no surface that cannot be bedazzled, where the mask is still a current reference, and where the LAPD have suddenly introduced maxi skirts as part of their uniform, 14 dancers take to the dance floor for a night of thrills, spills, and wildly erratic scoring. It's movie week! Welcome to episode 8 of the Keep Dancing podcast. We're here to use up all the movie-related jokes and puns that the Strictly Script writers left on the cutting room floor. There was the first one. Gracing tonight's red carpet premiere and posing for the paparazzi are... Emily. Hi. Michelle. Hello. Dawn. Hello. Uh, Lisa. Good evening. So, Lisa, you sound different this week. What's going on? I sound a bit distant. <laughs> and different. <laughs> um, I am currently sat in the lanes at Birkenhead Ferry Port waiting to get on a ferry to Glasgow, the overnight ferry. So I'm, <laughs> I'm here recording as much as I can, but I might go when the lovely guys at Stenoline come along and tell us to get on the ferry. But for now, I'm here and ready to talk. So we might have sort of marine foghorn sounds as well as trains this week. Well, yeah, we might. That would be that would be different, wouldn't it? I tell you what, I can see from here, and that is the beautiful city of Liverpool all lit up just across the Mersey. It's really lovely. I've not really been to this part of the world much at all, so I'm going to have to come back sometime. Oh, beautiful! Straight into the competitive dance elements of tonight. Dancing the quick step, it's the practically perfect in every way, Daisy Lowe and her partner, Alyash. I was, I was quite glad that all of the totally obvious Mary Poppins jokes weren't already taken, so I had one left. What do we think to um, the concept of a quick step to a spoonful of sugar and, um, well, basically Alyash as Bert? I thought the concept and the matchup was really, really good. I thought it really suited a quick step. Um, and it was performed beautifully and outfitted very well. They'd even got the cherries on the hat, which was a, a detail that pleased me enormously. It felt, um, like, it felt like this was one of the ones that had a lot of effort put into it this week. Definitely, yeah. I, I, I was getting worried um, with the props because I'm not a prop lover. And it was taking a little too long to get into it. But when they did, it was beautiful. And they did um, quick step very well. Yeah, it was it was fluid. And she did make it look quite effortless. Which She did. That's basically what you want. You want to not really notice that there's a huge amount of effort going on in the lower half. She looks a lot like she could be a pro, though. Now I keep forgetting that she is a celeb and she technically isn't dance trained. Technically. Technically. I did say technically. Technically. I, I really enjoyed it, actually. I, I was a bit worried, like you said, with the props and the really cheesy training montage. But when they got into it, I thought it was really light and 
quite skippy in a way and she had some really good poses when she was holding her feet still so i actually think it worked i think a spoonful of sugar is quite a quick song and i actually it really worked for me yeah, I think I've got down that she uh, it was a much snappier dance than she's managed in the last two weeks. She just seemed to finish the moves a lot better and was a bit kept up the pace a bit more, I think, this time. Definitely. My notes from me in previous weeks were that she didn't finish her moves properly and I feel like she really has done now. Yeah. I think she enjoyed being Mary Poppins. I think that was that was the sort of the big difference. She knew what her character was and she was able to put that into her performance. Like with the dance she did last week, I I don't think she necessarily had a strong idea of characterization. Well, you could see she was really looking forward to it the week before, just the smile on her face. You knew she was going to put everything into it. Most definitely. That being said, I did kind of forget about it by the start, by the end of the night. Yeah, when they did the uh, run through at the end, it was like, oh yeah, that dance, that was good. Rather than, uh, oh, I can't wait to see a little clip of Daisy's, I wonder which bit they chose. But that is partially a function of how long the show is right now. And speaking of long shows, let's move right along to our next dance. Dancing the Viennese Waltz, it's the incredible, unstoppable Anastasia and her partner, Brendan. Um, I think Anastasia, obviously, she's recovered, which is good news. But this one, I don't know whether it, the recovery time had dented into their rehearsals or something, but she seemed a step behind through mo- quite a lot of it and very hesitant when she was trying to catch his, well, when he was catching her arm and that, and it just seemed a bit sloppy in them bits. So I don't know whether she just wasn't quite and she just wasn't quite as polished and, yeah, a little bit behind. But I thought yeah. she, she acquitted herself well. I think it wasn't so that she wasn't... What she was doing, she was doing quite well, but I think the lack of rehearsal showed. Yeah, I was this from Twilight, this song? I missed that, but I presumed with him yeah. being pasty-faced, it was. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Bre- Brendan's vampire. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> Bless him. He's, he's game, isn't he, at least? Um... Ish. I I yeah. have I have made that mistake with a pearl highlighter before. I well, haven't we all? Sometimes you get the wrong foundation. You have a photo taken. The flashback's awful. I liked it. I thought it was nicely done. I thought it told the story very well. I think you're right. She seemed quite hesitant. But I wonder if last week and the associated furor has impacted on someone who already said they weren't feeling very confident with their dancing it not being her usual uh, background. So I do wonder if that had some impact. I'm really pleased that she did all right and it was good. I thought it was fine, but not outstanding yet. I feel like this was like a week for things to blow over for Brendan and Anastasia. Yep. That next week they might be stepping it back up and she might be back in trouble again, but I'm glad she's got to have a, sort of a happy week. Yes. Yeah. Dancing the Paso Doble, it's swashbuckling hero, achiever of the coup de pique, Danny Mac and his partner, Oti. I liked this one. I liked this one so much that I went into my gifts folder and I got out the Vic Reeves leg rub gif, which... (laughs) Yeah. It was was a bit too much. And (laughs) I was considering banning training VTs until Danny and Oti dressed up in fencing gear and went for some sword play. So basically, that saved the whole concept of training VTs for me. (laughs) 
Um, so that can stay. That was quite good. Anybody, any advances on quite good? I hated Oti's outfit. It was good, 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 good. I have been trying on a thing in Ann Summers and I forgot to take it off. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it had been ripped open. They were going a bit too um, bodice ripping then, weren't they? Well, if you've had your bodice ripped open, the bodice is underneath the dress, not put on over the top of it. <laughs> it was just, it just was horrible. It didn't flatter her either, apart from being ugly. It was just, yeah, not good. The red dress underneath would have been magnificent on its own. Yeah, and they could have put some some black corset-style lacing on. And also, I think that the busk on that bodice was actually sort of uh, historically inaccurate for a kind of Zorro <laughs> period. <laughs> so I can I can come at the wrongness of this from many angles. <laughs> I'm not sure they were that bothered about the uh, the historical accuracy, though. I was. <laughs> well, you'll have to write to Vicky, won't you? It was lovely seeing a paso to more traditional music again, though. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was a paso. Oh, it yeah. Was definitely. I mean, he went full Spanish leans and everything. Yes, some shaping from a male celebrity in week three. The bottom fully yep. tucked under, the chest out yes. and proud. I think we were a bit short of a couple of firm appels. There was not really any big sort of ta-da stomping moments. So in his dances so far, he has tended to be sort of quite light and sort of flying mm. in his motions rather than sort of down into into the dance floor. And I think that's the kind of passo that he gave us. He gave us a sort of a cape twirly one rather than a stamping at a ball one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote down that there was a little a little bit too many jumps and it, it became a bit more of a show performance rather than a paso. Yeah, but at the end, did you care? No. <laughs> I loved it. I was we were very entertained. I loved it. I, I think I've said what I have to say on it basically. Um I thought it was good. He's too good. He's too good for this stage in the competition. And I'm increasingly concerned about how the dance-offs are going to be every single episode. It's going to be grim every single episode. If we were if we were trying to come up with a story to make Danny's inevitable victory more dramatic, we talked about one way that it could go last week, that, that it turns out that people are not voting for him and he gets one of those surprise bottom two positions. I don't think it's going to happen. He's very no. popular. I know it's not our sort of TV but anymore but there's a lot of people out there that will watch it because i'm in on the house you know the saturday night tv viewing is having a resurge at the minute and i think that there are people out there that that will will vote for him because they see him through the week and you know he's a pretty boy i think it's going to be good he's almost certainly going to be in the final there's no point putting money on it because it's not going to be good odds I, when, but next time we speak to friend of the show professional gambler rob we should ask him about uh, putting money on Danny somehow not being in the final. That could be interesting, yeah. But he does um, but yeah. so much of a safe bet for the final that it's probably pointless. Um, my only, my main comments on this was that I hated OT outfit, uh, but good bum tuck. That's pretty much all I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, quite a lot of the dancers seem to have commented on the position of the bum because it seems to be a bit of a theme now. 
and I found myself noticing that more. And that was it's one of those comments on that. Once you've noticed it, you can't stop noticing it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, last week I pulled the clip, so we've now got a sound. We've now got a little sound effect for ten minutes of bum chat. So uh, <laughs> take it away, Len. Suck it under. Dancing the quick step. It's the owner of the best legs in Strictly, Leslie Joseph and her partner, Anton. She looked like she was clinging on for dear life at moments, though, didn't she? <laughs> I've, I've never liked Anton, and I really, really, really loved this dance. It made me smile so much. I love Easter Parade anyway. I find it a really um, entertaining film, and I thought the outfitting was perfect. I thought the characterisation was spot on, but... Leslie is a superb actress and so it was always going to be and I thought the dance fitted it beautifully she didn't fully manage it at all times but I think for um, an older woman she is doing an amazing job she's showing that you can do this dancing at any age but I think even even for a younger woman she's doing a pretty well, good yeah, job that's what I was trying to say I just yeah. said it bad yeah. she's, she's just doing a good job I, I, yeah. I think that, like, I'm not an Anton fan, but I know that a lot of people are. Uh, that for a certain type of person, he is just a really good teacher and a really sort of a good personality fit. What I meant is, like, in previous years, some of the older female contestants have ended up being a bit of a joke. Yeah. And it's felt cruel. Yeah. And, and this year, actually, Leslie's really quite good. Like if if Leslie couldn't really dance, it would be it would have been cruel to put her in the full sort of tramp getup. But yeah. because Leslie can dance, it's totally and quite clearly loves it and loves it. Totally fine. I was a little bit distracted uh, trying to work out what the costumes reminded me of, and it reminded me of when the Doctor Who convention is in Derby. Occasionally you see pairs of Doctor Who cosplayers sort of rolling out of pubs together and things. <laughs> and it reminded me of the time where I saw two guys both dressed up as Patrick Troughton coming out of a pub at closing time. <laughs> slightly worse for wear. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, this might be being a bit harsh because I'm, I, I should take into account her age, but I'm thinking, no, she's she's a good dancer. It was just, I thought it was quite a slow, quick step. Compared to especially some of the other quick steps on the night, it was slightly slower. And like I said, she did look like she was clinging on for dear life at some points in there. And I thought if he just let go, she was just going to go flying. <laughs> but um, I think she did. she's trying so hard and she's actually pulling it off quite well. So good effort. But I think she's better with the slightly slower dancers. In dance spot, is there a minimum tempo for a quick step? Yes, but I can't remember what it is for the life of me. There, There is definitely a beat that you need to keep to. I mean, the judges didn't pick her up on that particularly, so it might just be my opinion. It, it must be qualified, shall we say. But, yeah, I just thought compared to the other quick steps on the night, it was noticeably slower. Well, given that there are some questions this week of, was that dance the dance that it said on the tin? <laughs> uh, let's, some technical questions of whether or not a thing qualifies as a thing are probably worth considering. But what I really liked about it is even though 
it did seem like he was dragging around, uh, dragging across the floor a bit. They actually used that in the performance. So they had those moments where they, in the song, where they had to stop and look really confused, and she looked really frustrated at him. And it's almost like he dragged her around, and that followed straight on. So I thought even I think they worked in her weaknesses a little bit there. Yeah, I think it was built around what she could manage, um, and the the comedy aspect of it broke it up quite nicely so that she could have that moment to re regroup and, and reattack from there. I have a uh, timing for the quick step. The timing of the quick step should be around 50 bars per minute. Very interesting. Dancing the salsa, it's the man who accepted MC Hammer's hand-me-downs, Will Young, <laughs> and his partner, Karen. I really loved it. I loved it. I think he came back with so much energy after such terrible comments last week. But I, I, it wasn't a salsa. I mean, I loved how it blended. It was a brilliant fusion, but it had four salsa steps and that was it. I was just, I, I was unable to relax and enjoy this because I was so terrified that I was going to have to call out Will Young for doing a racist dance. But it turned out to be fine, fine, fine. But I was so, so stressed about it that I just couldn't relax. No, I, I think they played it really well, especially when they had the woman come in to show them the technique. I think they really thought about it. And you could tell she had played to his strengths, played to his sense of humour, and she had blended it really well. And I, I think um, Karen just deserves a medal for that salsa or for that performance. I would love to see Fusion Week come back. Definitely. That would be a big hitter for it, wouldn't it? Yeah. It was just so much fun. I don't, I'm, I'm getting the sense, though, that Len has something against Will. Um, well, I think the key is don't argue with Len. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that might have been what he's kind of set him against now. Yeah, like, um, no matter how politely you argue with Len, you're still arguing with Len. Yeah. Don't yeah, Brendan's got the chops for it, but I don't think Will's got the stand-in. I was keeping quiet because I didn't like it. It's okay not to like but it, this Emily. Is the, I know, this is the third week that I, I just don't think I like Will Young. Um, <gasps> we won't oh. make you leave the podcast. We'll just make you think about what you've done. <laughs> I, I, I think he bothers me. I not what enjoyed one of his dances yet. I, I'm just I was just looking back through my last couple of weeks' notes. He's only dancing a proper pair of shoes once so far. I mean, I know we're only on week three, but it it's weird that it, like this week he had bare feet. Last week he had Converse on. He wore I'm presuming proper dance shoes for the tango in week one, but he stuck his bum out, and so we ended up doing ten minutes of bum chat about <laughs> Will Young. And I just it didn't look like a salsa. It looked like someone doing a Bollywood dance and it was a wonderfully um a, you know presented Bollywood dance but that's not what I was told to expect and I'm maybe being a bit too strict on this but if I'm told a salsa I want to see a salsa I think he's basically gone through all of the ones that he can get away with some unusual shoe arrangement for unless he's going to, unless he's going to do a barefoot rumba or do something ridiculous in the Charleston. Oh, he is. He's going to do a barefoot yeah. rumba. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, maybe he'll, maybe he'll end up wearing clogs in something. 
Yeah, Karen's just going to go totally off-piste and uh, choreograph <laughs> a, a paso that requires him to be wearing clogs. <laughs> or tap yeah. shoes for the jive. He's already done a jive. No, he hasn't. Oh, he'll wear, he'll wear tap shoes for the American Smooth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, so now I, we're off his I, bum. We just need to keep an eye on his shoes. <laughs> yeah, Will Young's shoe watch. But dance-wise, we were basically split on that. Dancing the tango, it's spangly-suited, high-profile jewel thief, Naga Manchetti, and her partner, Pasha. I just thought this was cruel from start to finish. You cannot dance a 4-4 tango to 5-4 music. There is one beat too many. It doesn't work. And Pasha choreographed around it quite well. But you can't escape from the fact that, you know, at the end of each movement, they had some beats spare and it just made them look like they were stopping. I don't think it helped. And I don't think she looked that comfortable this week. And I also wish that people would stop telling Naga what to do with her face. Yeah. Um I, I'm uh, not, that lo- the last comment, though, I don't think I agree with because my comment I'd got down was that she looked more bored than tango face. I think bored can work for a tango face. I mean, it's all the uh, indifference, isn't it? So it kind of works. I think it was. I think I agree with Ellie. I think it was quite cruel to have her coming in on wires, um, particularly if if the, it's not going to be a really quick release and it wasn't and. It made it really difficult, and I don't know if it'll put her off because it would put me off. Yeah, I think if Pasha's you, if you, flapping the, around me crotch for thirty four seconds. <laughs> Sorry. This week yeah. in Pasha flapping around my crotch for thirty seconds. <laughs> but I mean, that's going to have thrown her, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Having yeah. that go on. I mean, can't have. That must have been so hard to pick that back up. Any time that you're performing and it's live and the music's going and you can hear your cue happen and you're just in a position where you can't do anything about it, that makes the adrenaline go. And as soon as that adrenaline, the the bad adrenaline has gone, it it knocks you off for the rest of your dance. And I, I really think they should have... Like, it's a nice idea to have her coming in on wires and referencing the Tom Cruise thing. Uh, but they they could have staged that to make it look good and also make Naga much more comfortable. I think that there would, it would have been a big difference if the if they'd have gone for a light background. If you think if you remember the actual bit from Mission Impossible that they were referencing, it's an all white room, isn't it? The, yeah, Tom Cruise has been lowered into an all white room and. That and some red lasers would have given it some incredible impact rather than making it look like they were changing the scenery. I almost wanted to have to go into the dance-off and do it again from a cold start. And, you know, from a start from the top step and come down that way because it would have given her more chance to perform that dance as it should have been. I, I really didn't like it. I wanted to like it so much, but... For such a passionate dance, it needs precision, and she didn't have any of it. I I think that what we saw on the Saturday Night Live show was maybe like 60%. Yeah, I, I don't think it was her best effort. I do think the wardrobe malfunction really knocked her off her confidence. And when it, you're knocked off from that many bars, it, it's just going to throw off your entire dance. So trying to catch up from that, I, I think that really hurt her chances there. 
I think it was quite a brave outfit. She looked stunning in her outfit, and it was very brave and revealing, really. A sheer catsuit can go horribly wrong, but Naga totally pulled it off. Yeah. She did look stunning. I mean, I wasn't sure about the flaps, but she looked incredible. Yeah, yeah I wasn't sure if they were still part of the harness for a while. I think Naga is essentially going to look good in whatever they put her in, though. She has an amazing figure. She has a super, just a beautiful face, and whatever they put her in, she's going to look magnificent in it. I think she must have the public behind her because she had quite a low judges score, but she didn't end up in the dance-off. She got a lower score than the people that did end up in the dance-off, so I think she must have the public behind her. She got one of my votes. I thought it was good. I I thought it was her weaker dance that we've seen, and like you were saying, she looks fabulous. You could put her in a bin bag and she'd look amazing. But for me, it probably was my least favourite actual dance. That might be shocking to you, sorry. (laughs) No, 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 because we think that because of the harness malfunction, we saw a sort of a pale imitation of what they were supposed to be doing. And what they were supposed to be doing could never have been very good because it was a dance to some music in the wrong time signature. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, Yes, as you said. I think Naga got away with that, and I hope that we see her... Uh, doing something super cool with super cool passion next week. Dancing the Charleston, it's nude shoed rude dude Robert Rinder and his partner Oksana. Ah, what? For a start. (laughs) For a start, he's not Fred Flintstone. Sorry, he's a Barney Rubble. He's not Fred Flintstone. He's not got the build for it. He's not got the chin for it. I think he's a better Bam Bam, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been cute. I think, and he also, I'm not sure the wig suited him. Not sure about it, it didn't suit him. Yeah, It was 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 the same wig that Anton was in, wasn't it? (laughs) I mean, not the exact same wig, but they bought two. Well, they bought three, one for Lopez. They bought three sort of mop-top Beatles wigs and just chopped them up. Maybe they are a special offer on eBay. If you bought two, you got one free. They were very shiny. Well, For Strictly wigs, they were not good quality. If you're going to buy Beatles wigs, surely they come in a pack of four. So there's one more on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> the horror. The horror. We'll be seeing that next week on Will Young, I'm sure. In rehearsal. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe we'll have to wait until Halloween, but the fourth wig must drop. I, it was it was all right. This really it was funny. Um, I agree with Craig, and I think that uh, Robert's face pulling came into its own. Uh, the new, weird new shoes were were obviously a, a good move because I suspect that bare feet on that floor must be slippy, and when you're not doing a, a dance where you can do a bit of sliding and sashaying like Will was. Um, I think you do need that bit of extra grip and a a rare thing I loved the Flintstones car prop it made me giggle and I thought it was really well done I love that I loved that that was brilliant I I really didn't like it I I don't know why for me for some reason his feet seemed a little bit too floppy I I think the the judges said it one of his feet just flapped a little bit and it, it put me off I don't think it was I think it was his worst dance so far and I thought he would have done better at Charleston. I thought he would have played up and done better. And he did the character side quite well-ish. But, yeah, not my favourite one of his. And I think hopefully he'll do better next week. 
I saw I saw that there was there was a new totally ridiculous Charleston stunt move. The one where he had Oksana upside down and was playing uh, bongo buttocks and she was doing individual sort of leg extensions with no visible means of support. That was uh, both, you know, hilarious and technically accomplished. Well done, Oksana. Well done, Oksana. It was yeah, quite an impressive move. Uh, Robert, I want to call him Robert. I don't want to call him Judge Rinder because his name's Robert. and I'm going to kind of insist on that the whole way through. Um, I, I adore him. I, re- I really do. And I can't wait to see him do a serious dance. I really can't wait to see him do a rumba because then he's going to have to be serious. He's going to have to bring out the romance. And I have every faith that he can do it. I think it's going to be amazing. And I think people are going to be really surprised by it. But I, I have every faith in that man. I think he's fabulous. He's going to be there in the rumba, shirt off, serious face, lifting Oksana up with like one hand. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, is he the best technical dancer we have? No, he's not. But he is a showman to the very end. And that will, I think, leak out into the more serious dances as well. I just, I'm really, really excited to see him go. I said last week I'd put him through to the final with my golden buzzer if I had one. Dancing the American smooth, it's expert umbrella handler Aurea Duba and his partner Joanne. So this was uh, one that got the full production treatment then because everybody loves singing in the rain and you can't do singing in the rain and not attempt to do it full justice. Pretty much. They would have been people grumbling if they'd have not given it the whole beans. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Ore's suit and hat looked very dapper on him. He looked lovely. Uh, he danced beautifully. And I can see where which judge said he was doing the Gene Kelly. Darcy, I can see where they were coming from having this afternoon watched the Singing in the Rain dance clip from the film. Joanne did include quite a lot of references to individual steps and components that Gene Kelly did in the film. Yeah. But like some of them were quite small steps that just made the original dance so unique. Well, you know, sticking our minds so well. Anyway, uh, Joanne's dress and little hat. Uh, yeah, if she got they got the full production treatment, and I, I'm afraid to say that I've been totally swayed by that. But I loved it. I don't think it, I don't think it's wrong to be totally swayed by the production because, as we'll see soon, sometimes the total production treatment can horribly backfire this was a, a just a really lovely moment i mean obviously he, everything you've said i agree with and the bit i really liked was he seemed to just dance it with such relish you could tell he absolutely loved it and it was the faces that he pulled the little kind of little head tilts that he did little smiles and that just totally embellished all the character elements that people do in those sorts of things and he did so well that's what kind of topped me over when he did just that little head jiggle as such and it was such a gene kelly look as well but being his own thing and yeah loved it and it was mainly the skirt on her dress that i loved about the outfit actually the skirt was beautiful part of it but the whole thing yeah and love singing in the rain it totally did it for me but it was the face that he did oh i i love the american smooth and i love singing in the rain so it was just brilliant. And I just loved how they worked in some really technical things. As somebody who, every time I try to do a grapevine, end up in hospital, the fact that he did it across the stage and up the stairs was just wowed me from the very beginning. 
Yeah, the stairs um, bit, that was a moment of real jeopardy. But that just shows what skill he's developing so quickly. I, I'm really loving getting to know him as well. I think I said that last week. I, I had no idea who he was before, and I really like him as a person. I think he's really... He's putting everything he can into it, and he's making an impression on me, which is great because in the run-up, I'd sort of forgotten that he was in it. His name wasn't in my brain. I wasn't remembering him when I was thinking about Strictly, whereas now I am. And I think that's, you know, that's full credit to him and Joanne for some great dances, uh, some committed hard work, and, and to the production people for, you know, giving him a lovely big production. I, I, I will never forget Ore. He, he'll be one that I'm, that I'm constantly watching. So Joe is clearly a sort of a golden age of Hollywood type girl. So this was always going to be where her choreography excelled. Joanne is, I feel like she's becoming a bit of the star at the moment. Both dancers in the Sunday night show were focused around Joanne as well. And I know it's maybe because she had the most versatile hair that was going on in the female pros. That's a heck of a theory. You know, um, well, you know, for the quick changes and all of that. Yeah. You know. Are we going down, uh, it's the Clifton Show road? No, I I don't want to go down that road because that's not what I believe it is. I just think um, she's got a much bigger profile than she had when she initially joined the show and they are taking uh, full advantage of that in a a positive way. But Yeah. yeah, sorry, that was just a burning comment that needed to be... Exactly. So, and, wow. and, you know, when Anton eventually leaves the show, they need somebody to signify old school and signify that sort of ballroom nostalgia. And they could be trying to position Joe as signifying that. Yes. Did you just say when Anton leaves the show? This is a concept I do not wish to have in my brain. I love Anton Dubeck. He's never allowed to leave the show. I'm sorry. Would it be the end of Strictly for you? Well, I'm still fairly near the beginning of my Strictly journey, so Anton had better be staying for a while. That's all I'm saying. Dancing the salsa, it's the winner of this week's rhinestone lottery, Laura Whitmore and her partner Giovanni. Okay, so Laura's big show was on just as X Factor started on the other side. And for some reason, the Strictly crew think that Moulin Rouge is one of the biggest film musicals that ever happened. They bloody love it. And she got the most rhinestones that anybody was wearing. She got the big marabou tail. She got the easily accomplished aerial entrance of just sort of popping off a trapeze um and i think this was supposed to be a big number but it sort of didn't didn't fully work and so she ended up mid-table in the points and there was also the big drawback of with the nicole kidman red wig on you couldn't tell it was laura and we were already having trouble remembering laura we we were looking for a blonde. They could have done that yeah. without the uh, red wig, couldn't they? And it, she'd still be recognisable yeah. as Satine. Yes, yes, yes. But there's somebody on the Strictly team who's a total Moulin Rouge obsessive. And yeah. they like to dress somebody up as Satine every year. But they went full. That whole bustle part was such... It wasn't just an homage for the movie. They out and out stole it from the movie. And then she had to take it off before she could actually do anything. Yeah, it was which, on for 10 seconds, if that. It wasn't mm. worth the uh, time put into making it, really, for the length of time she wore it. No. Um, I think 
she did look good in the red hair, but I think, like you say, it did make her more unrecognisable. Um, it was very disappointing. I think she could have done better from what she's done in the last previous weeks. And I'm not surprised that it wasn't very popular. Yeah, I think I think what they're trying to do, uh, this is what I think, is they're trying to distinguish her from Louise because they actually do look quite similar. I think they're trying to make that distinction so obvious. But, you know, Louise this week had the big frothy wig. I know we'll come on to talk about her. And the outfit that Laura had on, the blonde hair would have been lovely in it, actually. Exactly the same style, but her blonde hair. And I was really sad about the feathers, because when we saw it on It Takes Two during the week, and it had the full-on long feather bustle going on, I was really excited. She must have fallen over it in in dress rehearsals or just not being able to take the sheer weight of all that boa. Yeah, I did wonder that, whether she sort of started with it and then it didn't work out, so they had to make a last-minute adaptation, which was possibly her downfall, one of them. For me, this one represents a massive missed opportunity to make Movie Week refer to our current movie. The most recent movie that they referred to in this Movie Week was, what, what the Twilight films... The first Twilight film was 2008, and Slumdog Millionaire... I think that's also 2008. Moulin Rouge was 2000, to, um, 2001. To go a bit geeky on you, yeah. the song they used from Twilight was from the fourth movie, which would have only been out about three years ago. <laughs> All right, okay. It's just they kept saying the Twilight <laughs> movies, so I assumed it was some sort of thread that yeah, ran no, the whole thing, but it was from... It's a Twilight fan. The one where they get married? Yes. Ah, uh, Okay. Uh, but they missed a they missed a chance to have a dance to the rhythm of the night. They could have used the same song. Laura could have still been blonde, and they could have made a reference to a movie that was very current and would allow them to sort of target a different demographic and be a bit more um, uh, be a bit more up to date than a fourteen fifteen year old film. And yeah. I don't know if you all saw Ghostbusters this summer, but there's an incredible dance sequence where Kate McKinnon, who plays uh, Gillian Holtzman, is basically dancing around a science lab with blowtorches to DeBarge's Rhythm of the Night. And it's such a, a sort of a funny character-establishing scene, and she's wearing a cool sort of mad scientist outfit and has incredible hair and big goggles on. And uh, you could have had Joe dressed up as Chris Hemsworth in a sort of a, a sort of a sexy geek outfit, and it would have been really fun. Laura would have looked much more like Laura, and uh, it would have pandered to me. <laughs> and ultimately, that is what the Strictly team should be thinking about. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm watching this. Why are they not pandering to me? I fully agree with you. I would have loved to have seen that. I, I can't remember Rhythm of the Night appearing in Moulin Rouge. Of all the songs in that film that stand out to me as, as a Moulin Rouge track, that is not one of them, and it's a film I've seen a fair few times. They've done all the others. They need to not do it ever again, then. That's it. We should never see Moulin Rouge again. They've obviously run out of songs. Yeah, I was going to say exactly that, Michelle. Like, we, we, we are kind of done with Moulin Rouge, and there are other films in that kind of burlesque genre that they could kind of use that are you know, they could keep their theme up without having to keep revisiting Moulin Rouge. Oh, imagine the complaints if they did 
a, a routine from Christina and Cher's burlesque film. But you've also got like Nine, where they did a brilliant song called Be Italian, which I think would make an amazing ballroom dance. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, I think they've got this idea of what films are safe and what films are iconic. And I think that the reference palette is a little bit out of date. Yeah, I think they just need to go to the cinema and pop along and see a few films. They don't have time. They're sewing on too many sequins. That's that's true. (laughs) Some of these films, though, don't require full attention. That's true. Take your sewing with you. I've I've sewn and watched films before at the same time. I don't see why. Another film recently that they could have quite easily done uh, as something very visually stunning to is The Guardians of the Galaxy, which was all about sort of 70s and 80s disco stuff. One of the male celebrities could totally have had a Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy routine. As long as we don't start going down the Deadpool route, because as much as I love Deadpool and Strictly, the combination would be... I think the Daily Mail might implode. Horrifying. The, the Daily Mail would implode. <laughs> in which case let's do it um okay we've spoken at length about what we thought was sort of not quite right with laura's routine and we might come back to that later on dancing the american smooth fresh from sherwood forest with a flaming arrow and a tactical peplum it's greg rutherford and his partner natalie this song is still top of the charts for me it is my absolute favourite dance. It is my favourite movie and it was my favourite song. He could have tripped and landed on his much-talked-about bomb and I would have loved it. But it was just, it was so beautiful. It was lovely. And I especially loved at the very beginning where they went into the hole but without the formal frame. So he was just holding onto her waist and she had her hands on his face and then they just... Oh, it was beautiful. I loved it. It did actually look like Natalie had fallen a little bit in love with him. I think I have, <laughs> unexpectedly. I just, I think I adore Greg Rutherford now. He's lovely. Like, he seems a nice person as well. Yeah, he's doing the classic Strictly thing, starting out with improvements needing to be made and making the improvements. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I liked bits of it. I liked her outfit and I liked the kind of romance and I love the song. But I just, he's still a little bit stompy and he's not, he doesn't seem to bend in the middle. And I just, I'm not, I've never, I'm not a big Natalie fan. I'm sorry. But yeah, not my favourite dance of the night. I think what was, what I really loved about it, and it's something we spoke about with them last week in their tango, they they didn't have a, a massive production going on around them. They didn't have props. They didn't have lighting, flashiness. They didn't have you know, over-the-top video stuff going on. It was just them and their music and their dance. And I really loved that. And I think they took that they took that really well last week and they took it on to the next level again this week. I I love, love seeing them dance. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I thought they looked great together. I think as a couple, they're one of the most interesting couples for me. I think they've really gelled together and that's been really great to see, even in sort of three weeks um yeah i'm 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 a bit like you i'm becoming a, a bit of a greg rutherford fan i'm still in team will young don't worry um but i i definitely thought that was brilliant mm-hmm. oh even the bit just the bit where he nearly flung her across the room I, I it was fab just i loved it to be fair if he had flung her across the room he wouldn't have done nearly as much damage as bruno nearly did to len during the whole show with waving his arms about so 
I can't say how much I loved it. At some point this series, Len is going to take an elbow to the face. <laughs> He's going to give one back as well, I'm isn't say, he? Is he going to Bruno? If Bruno's standing up and elbows him in the face, then Bruno's going to get an elbow to the gentleman's area if he, <laughs> in retaliation. Just, that, well, I, that, I counted, that's just physics. I counted four attempts at trying to take Len's head off. One of them, he, <laughs> he basically sat on Darcy's lap to get away um so yeah there's going to be a, a fisticuffs but before the end of the season so all greg now has to do he's got natalie happy he just has to keep natalie happy dancing the charleston it's fully grown adult and i do feel i have to mention this claudia fragapani and her partner aj now who doesn't enjoy that bugsy malone film it's so cute only someone without a heart <laughs> okay, hands up who on the podcast doesn't have a heart. <laughs> Lisa. You know, it's okay. It's all right. Like, whatever. I, I think it's I, because me and Emily watched it so many times. Uh, and I've up. been in it. And yeah, Emily's I've been, been in I. it. So I'm, I'm coming from a position of bias. But I thought AJ looked nice in his suit and with his lovely little um, creamed hair, Bill creamed hair. I'm doing hair movements on a podcast. That's helpful. Not a visual um, medium. Sorry. Um, I really liked it. I thought they got the tone for the dance right. It really played to Claudia's strengths, obviously. Um, I liked AJ receiving the pie in the pit face. That was funny, uh, particularly as he didn't seem to be truly expecting it. No, it was that awesome. Th- I, think, I think he thought the arrangement was that one of the judges was going to be getting a pie. And I, yeah. he was sort of genuinely annoyed, and that's always good. <laughs> it was funny, and I really appreciated her her mugging to the camera afterwards. The little whoops, silly me. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was. Yeah, Claudia did a great. She job. She sold it. Yeah, she did a great job. That little play suit looked so cute and was really sort of appropriate on her figure. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was anything that special, to be honest. It was a perfectly serviceable Charleston, but I think we've seen better Charlestons. Don't, I'm glad I'm far away from you. You can't throw things at me or boff me in the head like, <laughs> like Bruno's trying to do to Len. But, you know, yeah, I it, wasn't my, it wasn't my favourite dance of the night and it certainly wasn't my favourite dance that they've done. I just thought it was okay. I didn't understand all the nines. I thought the scoring was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I loved it, but it wasn't nines. I, I think it must have been a Charleston-specific scoring, specific to that dance. I think if in the ballroom, it might be a very different story. The theme nights tend to be unduly high marks in some cases, um, where they feel it's appropriate rather than um, necessarily about entirely the dance. Yes, but I think it's because the theme nights can represent plot points where somebody's story within the series changes. And I I don't know. Maybe maybe the, the high scoring for Claudia's dance is trying to represent her uh, gaining confidence in becoming a dancer. Or I don't know, Just it could just be that thing where everybody else really, really, really loves Charleston's and I, I don't get it. I liked, I think it was a very good combination of song to the dance, to the setting, to the outfits. It was just, it was like we discussed last week where all the elements just line up. So it was a good solid sort of all round 
dance. Dancing the tango, it's the long, strong, slightly wrong arm of the law. Tamika Empson and her partner Gorka. I don't know. Again, it's a terrible choice of music for a tango. The tango yeah. is just much better to actual tango music. They've just shoehorned that one in this week, I think. Yeah. I mean, I would rather just see fewer tangos on movie night if they can't make it work. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think that the tango is quite a... It's a difficult dance to do, and it requires a little bit of special thinking about. And I I kind of agree that movie night is the is the place not to put it unless you've got a really good reason for putting it in there. You know, if you're doing, I don't know, something from, you know, a, a, a South American style film, then great, put it in. But I, I think I think it feels like it gets crowbarred into music, to movie week, and it doesn't really belong there. I want to see more American smooths in movie week because they're, they just, they suit it so well. Um, possibly, possibly a few more Viennese waltzes as well, but... Uh, yeah, pro- probably tango is not the one for movie week. They seem to have decided that sort of by default, the dance that you do to rock music because it's a sort of a strong driving 4-4 is the tango. But mm. um, quite often the strong driving 4-4 of rock music doesn't also have those kind of emphatic beats that you need to do the mm. tango direction changes to. Mm. And tango needs, not only does it need a good driving piece of music, it needs the the passion and the fierceness and the, it needs something to make it a dance of passion, passionate it needs to be love. Intense. Yeah, it does. And not, it's, not a, it's not something, a dance you can have fun with as such. And they tried to make it too much of a fun tango and that like if we go to Queen songs, you could potentially do a tango to Under Pressure. I don't think you could necessarily do a tango to. Oh, actually, no, you could do Killer Queen. Although Killer Queen would be a better like Foxtrot or something. I want to see Queen Week. Queen Week would be fun. I've got a few different weeks I'd like to see. Queen Week is definitely one of them. <laughs> Don. Oh no, that was my Queenly wave. I I don't really have much. Um to comment on this one i wasn't a fan i it was it was just at the sort of the point in the running order where you were looking at your watch and going like how how long is this program <laughs> how many of them are there was, i did okay this is when my dinner arrived i was quite happy <laughs> before we move on i want to say that i thought that she after the initial faffing about behind the ridiculous mdf car model i thought that even with the knee injury that she had, she um, like gave it her best shot at the tango shaping and the tango moves. And unlike some of the boys, the bomb was tucked under. Yeah, I, I do think she did. She did the dance to the absolute best of her abilities at this stage in the competition, given that she has been a good but not technical dancer as yet. You know, she's been really entertaining. But she hasn't quite got the finesse as yet. So I think she she did it to the absolute best that she could do. And I was I was not unimpressed by it. I was just not as blown away as some of the other dancers earlier in the night. Dancing the samba, it's a man possessed by the spirit of dance. Ed Balls and his partner Katya. Love this. Oh, yes. Ed, Ed, Ed. It is, honestly, the first week that I've managed to get past the idea that he's actually a human being and not a politician anymore. And, oh, I loved it. He, he, 
embodied Jim Carrey at points. He genuinely had the motions. I loved it. I just did. I thought it was brilliant. It was another one of those Strictly productions where everything is pushing all in the same direction. The choreography is working with the celebrity's ability. The celebrity is working with the choreography. The costume is supporting it. The production is uh, big and appropriate and um, supporting both the celebrity and the choreography. And yeah, I mean, you can't really, you can't really fail when it's all going like that. I mean, he was never going to do a sensual tango. He's never going to get the hip action. So they really did have to think this one through. And the logistics of it was just absolutely amazing. I have a trouble with you giving me the mental image of Ed Balls doing a sensual... <laughs> just imagine his rumba. Rumba. What I've loved about Ed Balls, and I never thought I would ever be saying this. Back in the beginning, Ellie asked us on our very first podcast what we wanted to not see in Strictly Come Dancing, and I distinctly remember saying I did not want to see Ed Balls in October. Actually, I do want to see him in October. I want to see him in November because I I love what they're doing with him. I think a bit like you were saying, Ellie the they're not trying to push him to do things that don't work for him. So they've, they've gone to where his ability is, pushed him and stretched him and challenged him, which is good, and that's what the show's all about. But they haven't made him look silly. He's obviously up for the challenge. I love that he's taking it very seriously. I think whenever we've had politicians on before, it's been a mixed bag. I mean, the, you know, the one that stands out is Anne Widdicombe. And I think a lot of people thought he was going to be the sort of male equivalent of Anne Widdicombe. And he hasn't. He's turned out to be someone who is taking it seriously but having fun at the same time. And you can see on the TV, he's having the time of his life. And I wish him every success. He's not the best dancer. We know that. You know, let's not think he's going to be challenging Danny or any of the others up at the top. He's not. But actually... That's not what, for me, that's not what Strictly is about. Actually, it's it's taking someone who's never done this before and and for them to give it a go and give it a really good go. And, you know, much as I, again, can't believe I'm saying this, congratulations to Ed and to Katia. I think they're doing a great job. And I'm very happy for them to stay in as long as, as, long as they do. I think it also shows that Katya is a great pro because she's found yeah. exactly where his ability level is and his ability to pick up the complex stuff and, you know, perform it to the best of his ability. Are you doing this because you know I hated it? I, 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 can't, I can't get past it. I, it's, it was just... It was the last thing I wanted to see while I was sat eating my dinner on a Saturday night. I, I just I, I loved it. I I made a special looping animated gif of him doing uh, doing those turns on the floor with Katya at the end. And ob and objectively, the choreography was great, and they did put the, the full effort into the production. But I feel like they are making him look silly, and I feel and and I, and what makes it worse to me is he's doing it willingly, <laughs> almost like I I, can't, I don't think it's me not getting past the politician thing or what. I think I think that the the commitment that is given to it means that if he is looking silly, he's okay with that. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, and and objectively, I can I can see that, but people aren't always objective, and I my emotion of horror overrides my objective view on this. It's nearly like a little bit sick with the idea of him doing something sensual like a rumba, but you know, I like <laughs> I, I'm sure by the time Rumba Week comes around, I will be fully on board. I, I think, and hopefully he'll I, be barefoot. The thing is, this is one that I would have felt much happier to watch going straight into it without the comedy VT. The comedy VT ruined it because it made me dread what was coming ahead. All that getting in character stuff for that. If he'd have just gone straight into it and it had have been Ed Balls doing the mask, I would have probably thought, wow, he's doing a really good job there. But because of the comedy VT, the, my, my skin was already crawling before we went into it. I mean, I'm sorry that I couldn't be more positive. Not all comedy VTs can be Danny and Oti in fencing outfits. I really liked this. I'm, I was, like everyone else, early doors, I don't want to see Ed Balls in this at all. And I thought he's had to go immediately. But he's actually managed to let go full hog into it and I think I have to respect someone that really throws everything into something when they're expecting to be ridiculed even hard he's going to get ridiculed even more than other celebrities that go into it being bad normally do because he's a politician the amount of flack he must be having to take even just personally let alone in the media and I actually am slowly starting to respect that how hard he's now trying and going into it and he's not the worst dancer that we've ever had like that and he's yeah no i enjoyed it and obviously i loved his outfit yes a well-cut lemon yellow suit very good dancing the cha-cha-cha she's taking the passion and making it happen louise redknapp and her partner kevin so kevin once again gets quite a nice late on slot and uh, a whole bunch of really iconic movie uh, movie moments in there um Louise does some cha-cha. Louise does some stuff from Flashdance. And we're still no closer to solving the uh, Louise versus costume <laughs> question. But, I mean, I don't know what to say. It started out It started out with a thing that I've seen Kevin do before, which is send his lady out on her own to do a solo spot, which the judges interpret as being sort of brave and generous choreography, but I think can also be interpreted as like, I'm not willing to do any of the standy there bits while you look nice. I'm not calling him selfish, but I'm just saying that there's sort of two ways that this maneuver that he does to try and make his lady look good can be interpreted. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna finish the show with a big flash dance montage, that was it. Um, I really loved it. I, in answer to the question of Louise versus costume, um, round three, um, it's obviously not her legs that she has a problem with because they were out on full show and looking fabulous, and especially in the leg warmers. Who who doesn't love a pair of fabulous eighties leg warmers? And actually, the if what we're suspecting is this whole issue with covering her sort of upper body, her tummy, maybe she's a bit of a mum tum, I don't know. Um, goodness, she's got two fabulous boys. We saw them in the BT. If that's the issue, then actually this week played perfectly into it, didn't it? Because the costume was virtually that of uh, of the, the, the film. And I, I loved that there was there was the dance from flash from flash dance in there because 
if you'd done that dance without incorporating the iconic moves, the, you know, the little run on the spot, the finish in the chair with the, you know, you had to have those in there. And I think they incorporated them really well into the, into the cha-cha. And I think we saw Louise looking as comfortable and confident and and happy in the dance as we've seen her look. I have one issue with Louise Mm -hmm. and Kev, and it's their little intro bit. On the very, very first, like the very rolling credits thing, when they when she spins in and does a fist bump, it just really annoys me every time I see it because I think it's really rubbish. But anyway, I have to, every week I have to kind of get over that and not not like them because of it. <laughs> yeah, I think for that one, it was for some reason the little bits, like the odd few hair flicks, but there was a bit during the New Yorker where I don't know if it was on purpose, but she flicked her hair. And it was just this perfect little flash dance moment. And it might have been completely unconscious, but for some reason that really stuck in my mind. I haven't got a lot to say about this one. I liked it. I didn't hate it. It just was quite solid. But uh, yeah, I have nothing to add. It was just another flash dance thing. I feel like I've seen the flash dance stuff before. Yeah. Just a little bit. I saw it before when Robert Webb did it and he got every single move down. Like, and yeah. that was that was the best version ever of that dance ever recreated. Robert Webb wins that award. Dance of the week, Robert Webb for flash dance. Hang on, what? <laughs> I wonder if Michelle's feeling on it because I I would echo a similar yeah a, you know non-committal. It was good, but I'm not bothered about it. I yeah. wonder if it was too good a recreation. There were obviously there was obviously new parts to the um, cha-cha last night, but it felt too too much of a reproduction for me um, to be quite satisfying, maybe. I loved her sparkly leotard, and I thought she looked a lot more confident. And, and Well, I mean, it only got a sort of a mid-table score, really, with all, with all of the 31s that got handed out. Louise, Louise and Daisy were nearly in the danger zone, if their public votes are not great. And mm. I think, well, we'll talk about that shortly. Okay, so on to the results show. We had a bottom two, which I think was slightly surprising. Going into the Saturday show, everybody was expecting it to be basically a Naga versus Anastasia bottom two. Uh, But what we actually ended up with was Tamika versus Laura. Uh, And so that means that we've got two people who were not in the very low part of the table. They were in the sort of the middle and the lower middle of the table in the dance-off. And that means that we can start to make assumptions that we've got some of the people who are not scoring very well have extremely substantial public votes. Uh, But... Why do we think that what we were talking about earlier with Laura's lack of uh, recognition in the sateen costume that lost her some votes this week? Yeah, I think she might be one of the ones that even without this week will be struggling for having a massive swell of public support from other sources than Strictly. So I think once you throw in the mix, make her look different. She's going to really struggle to get any of the votes away from other other celebrities. Definitely, it's. Um, I, I think the the recognition factor is a massive thing. I think it's getting quite interesting. You can 
you really can see who's got the big following now um, and who is getting through on votes based on the dance alone, I think. I want to find out who else is voting for Naga. Um, a lot of people watch BBC Breakfast. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. No. Don't, the news presenter, don't the news presenters tend to have quite a lot of votes? They tend to stay in for quite a while because they are they are just so high profile. Yeah, they, mm. they feel basically like a family friend to everybody. Mm. They start out with that level of face recognition. Yeah, definitely. I think, and particularly the BBC Breakfast people that we've seen, because a, a lot of the country wake up to BBC Breakfast, myself included. They come with a ready-made audience, and I think there's a lot of crossover audience between those who are watching BBC Breakfast and those who are watching Strictly. I think a lot of them are the same people. Um, so Laura is not coming with this ready-made Strictly voting crowd she's she's kind of bringing some of her fans along of course but she doesn't have this big group of people who are already switched on to strictly and i think i think that's why i think that's why anastasia was in the bottom last week as well i think she she has that not ready made strictly audience um and i think she possibly would have been in the in the dance off this week were it not for the story from last week like you said, I think we were expecting her to be in the bottom and she wasn't. I think she looked very no. surprised. She did. She did. Because I think she did do a perfectly reasonable dance. Problem was, it was perfectly reasonable and lack of recognition at that point is, oh, Laura. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did that. She did that Moulin Rouge dance, but... Yeah, no. Laura, Laura, the little blonde one who we can't see this week. Yeah, where's mm. Laura. And also, because, like you said, because it's an older reference of a song, uh, movie, a lot of times some people will vote because, oh, I love that movie or I love that song sometimes. And if they don't love or, or know that song, which you don't always with Moulin Rouge now, then they're going to have lost it that way. Like, for example, like the Twilight reference is potentially going to have got quite a lot of votes. Other dance ones that are more recent as well and big ones would have got some recognition from that. So she picked a more obscure song, I think. Okay, so let's move on to Tamika in the bottom two. I don't think she. I don't think she looked as surprised as Laura. I think she looked sort of stoic, resigned, and cross. Because and it's 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 one of the hardest things to talk about in Strictly, and it's the fact that the public vote in Strictly reflects. Um, some slightly unpleasant views that on average the British public can have. And what you can see in the, some of the public vote is that celebrities who are people of colour, if they're not excellent dancers who are getting massive scores, then they don't get an awesome public vote. See, I was going to make the argument that, yes, there is a certain degree of that, but also a lot of the people who go out first are the ones with a smaller fan base, but she has a huge fan base. She, she has a huge fan base. She is one of those people that you can't help but love. So that blew that um, defence of the British people out of the water there. The other thing, the other thing that British people uh, have a hard time voting for is funny women. Funny women who like to get a word in. And I saw Tamika doing a very brave bit of press this morning on Sunday brunch. And the guys who were interviewing her criticised her for talking too much. 
which, like, she she's just a woman talking, um, you know, with sort of excitement and passion about something that she cares about. And they were like, they, we can't get a word in edgeways with you. Well, not to, like, pull the feminist uh, grenade, but I'm going to pull the feminist grenade. There was an actual study where some where they measured the amount that women talk and men's opinion on it, and they said that if women hold more than 30% of the conversation, they think that women are talking too much. Yes. Which... In, in some ways, when I saw the end leaderboard at the end of Saturday, I went, right, this is where we find out whether the various factors that affect how much the British public televote uh, are going to come into play here. Because EastEnders is usually an enormous block vote that guarantees you, you know, several weeks in the contest. Has she been in EastEnders for long? Do we know? Or she I she's been in quite a while. Oh, right. She's I thought that been, might have been a factor. She's been in long enough to have a surprise baby and get married. Oh, so. right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> So, I think I think she I think she suffers from this this thing of being middle ground, in that she's she's funny, but she's not over the top big character entertainment like say Lisa Riley was, and there you've got the size issue as well. Tamika's not a large lady again like Lisa Riley was when she did Strictly. She's lost a lot of weight now, but. Um, so she can't fall into that big bouncy fun ball of energy but equally she can't she doesn't fit into the skinny mini athletic dancer type either so I think there might be a little bit of the public just not knowing which category she fits into because you know the British public we like people in boxes and Tamika doesn't fit into into the boxes. And with the funny thing, she's a character actress. She's not a stand-up comedian. I think people people would understand if it were, you know, Gina Ashery, really funny stand-up comedian, and people know where to put her. They put her in the comedy bracket. When it comes to comedy acting, that's a little bit more sophisticated. And I don't mean that to insult the viewing public, but it just doesn't fit as neatly into into the boxes that, that people like to, to get put in. And I'm a proud person who doesn't fit into boxes either. Happily so. I mean, playing devil's advocate just a little bit, her dance was the one that I would have only remembered because I wasn't very impressed with it. So I don't know whether that played a factor on it at all. But I mean, there is a it is a popularity contest in the end when it comes to the public vote. Yeah, it is. I think though also probably her dance wasn't ridiculously strong this week either. So I think let's let's not make it all about. A, a social whatever reason I think her dance was was not as good so I think that does play into it as well yes so once they were in the bottom two and they did the dances I realized oh actually they were quite evenly as good or bad as each other once they did that and I think the way the judges were deliberating and ended up voting obviously that someone had to win or lose but they were obviously very torn because they were very even in their abilities and their their accomplishment of the, the dancers that night. So even though there some, might be some discussion about how each of them ended up in the bottom two, once they were in there, you realise that dance ability and performance-wise, they were about even. And I can see why the judges, at least, it wasn't clearly one way or the other they were all going. And it was a 
torn decision. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, once we got the bottom two that we got, and, you know, it was another one where you can never really tell whether the judges are making a bit of a performance about a surprise bottom two or whether they are actually feeling it. Uh, but once we had the bottom two that we got, you could tell which way it was going to go. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I, I said that. Um, I think I said that on Twitter. Uh, with Laura in the bottom, it didn't really matter who, who was going to be in there. Laura was the first one into the dance-off. We all knew Laura's not going home. So uh, as soon as they announced who it was, essentially they announced who was going home, which was sad. But she did do better in the dance-off. She, did, she, did, she had her posture was better in the dance-off, so she'd listen to that. Which so she can be proud that she, you know, listened to the judges' comments and went out on a better performance than was in the show. So yes, yes. I think that we're going to really we're going to be saying something similar every week throughout this competition. I think they've got to the point where so many of the contestants are of good quality that every week this series is going to feel a bit like a surprise bottom two, but it'll stop being a surprise by the end of it. No one's terrible. And I mean, I, I really don't like Ed Balls, but I can see that he isn't terrible. So we're going to have at least at least one, if not both members of the dance-off every week, where we go, oh, well, I could have taken a week more of them. Yeah, it's normally got a couple of weeks of easy pick, easy pickings, don't you? But you don't yeah. seem to have that this year. All of them I could watch for a couple of weeks more. It's going to be a series where things like the running order, whether the full production is working as a whole and whether the celebrity can get their vote out on social media makes a big difference to the... makes as much of a difference as how they actually perform the dance. And we're sort of crossing over from competition into entertainment competition. And I think that's all very well as long as it keeps being nice and BBC and friendly and doesn't start to feel manipulative. I just had a thought. So Tamika's dancing with Gorka. That's not going to have helped her because Gorka is new. He hasn't got the built-up fan base himself like Anton and Brendan and Pasha and uh, Aliash, you know, these guys who've been in it for a long time. So that's not going to have helped this week. I hadn't considered that, actually, that, that Gorka won't have the following that the other male celebrities do. So that, that I'm sure, has not helped either. You're so right. And um, because uh, Giova- a lot of Giovanni's fans were very invested in the fact that he was going out with Georgia, and so a lot of Giovanni's inbuilt fan base aren't voting for Laura. Yes, I think that's probably playing into it as well. You know, as we get more and more information week on week, we can start to unpick this puzzle. And so I think we've talked through all of the performances and all of the results. We mentioned one other performance, though, which I just loved, and I just have to throw it in here, and that was Anton and Joanne with what, to Michael Ball and Alfie Bow in the results. Oh, it was amazing. I thought it was gorgeous. Such a... I sounded, sounded like Craig then. It was gorgeous, darling. It was. I thought it was just dreamy and the kind of thing that I want to see on Strictly. I think... Massive, massive credit and big shout out to to Anton and Joanne for that dance. Anyone disagree with me? <laughs> oh, I completely agree. Even with Michael Ball floating himself around the stage, I think they still did a beautiful job. I'm not a Michael Ball fan, so the fact that I still loved it 
is um, amazing. I think it just adds more weight to my theory that they're preparing a baton hand-on for, you know, chief ballroom person. But we're not mentioning the fact that Anton might ever leave Strictly because then my world will come to an end. (laughs) It's going to make what happened to Bake Off uh, seem like a minor incident. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so we've I think we've done all we can do for the results show. So let's go around and have nominations for our dance of the week. Let's start with Emily. I think I'm gonna go for RA's American Smooth to Singing in the Rain. Ah. I loved it. It made me happy. Ah, Michelle. My favourite one was OT and Danny. I just really enjoyed it. Don. Greg and Natalie. Didn't even need to think about that one. The only way it could have been better is if an Alan Rickman lookalike had charged on saying, I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Craig should have done it. should have done it, yes. (laughs) Missed opportunities abound. Oh, good. (laughs) Lisa? That could have been where the fourth wig was from. Lisa? (laughs) Oh, mine was easy as well. I I didn't have any deliberations at all. Mine is by far Will and Karen. Loved it. I'm going to go for Ori and Joanne's American Smooth as well. Uh, so I think that's got two votes. That's Dance of the Week. Well done, Ori and Joanne. Well done. Okay. Well deserved. Okay, so Dress of the Week. This was, I think, a really good week for the pro ladies. Our, our usual routine of nominations from the panel and then Lisa with her casting vote as head frock judge head frock judge i like that i'm gonna put that on my twitter account okay uh so (laughs) well i had three i really couldn't decide i loved claudia's cheeky little play suit and joanne's amazing mac dress i love how they work that in but i have to say my favorite was leslie's commitment to the character of um full tattered taffia taffeta even tooth black tout and patrick troutenwig and everything michelle um, I, I want to be a bit controversial this week. Rather than dress of the week, I want to nominate an outfit of the week because it's a male celebrity that I want to mention. Oh, and I absolutely, I absolutely loved Ed Balls' yellow mask suit. He looked brilliant in it. And it was by far my favourite thing, outfit of the entire night. And not just for a joke value, but he genuinely looked quite snazzy in it. And so that's my nomination this week. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like menswear should not have to restrict itself to black, charcoal grey and navy blue. Go for a bit of colour, guys. You can pull it off more than you think. William yeah. did look lovely in his salmon pink trousers. <laughs> that, was, that was the best outfit they've put him in so far. Definitely. Uh, have you got any other nominations, Michelle? Yes, I loved Laura's um, with the bustle on the back feathering. I liked that. Very glamorous, very sparkly. Emily, your nominations? Again, I I think I agree that it was a maybe slightly better week for the female pros. Um, I, lo- I also loved Joanne's Mac dress. It was so beautiful. I think overall, I think I agree with Dawn about um, Leslie's quick step dress. Uh, being the best because she really did commit to that look entirely okay i've got a few noms and so obviously i agree with everybody about joanne's stunning canary yellow mac dress just absolutely gorgeous but i think that ori's suit was just as good oh yeah yeah ori looked great. Ori looked lovely in that. he looked great in that suit and he can wear a hat uh but 
In terms, in terms of uh, casual wear, uh, I feel like Natalie's incredible medieval dress, <laughs> that would fit right into my casual wardrobe. I will have it. I would like that one for Christmas. Lisa, the verdict. Okay. Well, I have some of those on my list as well. Of course, the Mac dress. That's going to go down in Strictly History, I think. Um, and I I was torn, actually, between my, my two that would make the final and get the, the Keep Dancing podcast dress of the week. And I was torn between Will and his salmon pink trousers, but also his fabulous uh, embroidered top as well that went with it. Um, but I, I do have out and out favorite and and it's the one that you said ellie it's natalie's red dress i think red on natalie looks stunning the blonde hair extensions wig that she had was wonderful but that dress was just i i want that dress it won't be in my size but we can work with that i want that dress that's that was stunning she looked phenomenal well done natalie dress of the week That was movie week. So let's all say goodbye, Emily. Goodbye. Michelle. Goodbye. Dawn. Goodbye. And, and Lisa, who's on a boat. Yes, goodbye. I'm off to Belfast. See you next week. And goodbye from me. I'm Ellie, and you were listening to episode eight of the Keep Dancing podcast. Join us next week with no theme and no clue. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us why Movie Week shouldn't be dead. Or if you've got any questions for our Strictly team, you can email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter as Keep Dancing Pod, and we've got a Facebook page you can find by searching for the Keep Dancing Podcast. Please join us in the comments. Thanks for listening. Keep dancing. spreadsheet Ellie no there's no wigs on the spreadsheet I'm disappointed in you I feel like you've you've not committed fully